Hey, it's Jay, and I'm back uh, with another topic under the singles series. And I was actually really surprised uh, when the Holy Spirit told me to talk about this topic because I thought he was going to be taking the single series in a different direction. Um, but to, today I'm going to be talking about soul ties. The Holy Spirit um, told me to talk about soul ties. Um, and so because there's certain things that he wanted me to discuss that I haven't really heard many people talk about when I hear about soul ties. So if you're not familiar with the term, um, soul ties basically refers to when you um, or when somebody uh, joins their soul or binds their soul to someone else, someone else's soul. And there's different ways that this can be done um, but usually when I hear about it, um, or when I hear about it discussed, it's usually done through relationships, um, through sex. Um, and so what I wanted to discuss today, um, well, before we even get into that, I'm going to talk about what a soul is. So a lot of people um, use soul and spirit synonymously, and that's because they are intertwined. Um, but they are not the same. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So your spirit is your inner man. It's who you really are um, on the inside, and it's the part of you that will go to heaven. Um, so it's how God really sees you is your inner man, who you really are on the inside. And you have a soul. So your soul contains your mind, your will, and your emotions. Um, it also contains your, your personality as well. And um, when I was in physics class, and not physics, when I was in philosophy class in physics, they also talked about how it's really hard to separate someone from their personality. So that's why a lot of times... When you hear spirit, people automatically assume they're talking about their soul. Or when they hear the soul, they automatically assume that you're talking about the spirit because they are so intertwined. It's very hard to separate your personality, your mind, your will, your emotions from who you are, right? And um, there's actually only one thing that can do that separation, and it's the Word of God. And... Um, I know that because in Hebrews, it talks about how the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword and how it penetrates to the dividing of the soul and of the spirit. That's the only thing that can separate the soul from the, the soul from the spirit. So it is deeply intertwined. But to be clear, the soul and the spirit are separate things and they both exist in a body that we um operate through. So we have these souls and we um, have soul ties. Um, and so a lot of times when I hear soul ties, it's usually in um, a negative connotation. So God first wanted me to talk about how soul ties are his design. They're his creation. So they're not bad. Soul ties inherently are not bad. Um, but just like with a lot of things after the fall, they can be um, evil or uh, 
made evil if they're not done God's way. So you can have um, different types of soul ties. So there can be a soul tie um, between mother and child. There can be a soul tie between um, two spouses. Um, There can be a soul tie between two friends. So soul ties in and of themselves are not bad. Um, And scientifically, they refer to soul ties as oxytocin or oxytocin bonds. So oxytocin is a hormone that is released um, that uh, creates a feeling of bonding and oneness Um, Some people call it the love drug or the love hormone. Um, And so it's it's often released um, when women give birth. And it's um, also released when two people have sex. Um, So if you ever heard somebody say that um, the the oxytocin bonds kind of prevent you from having a polygamous relationship, so having multiple sex partners because we have um, these oxytocin bonds that make it difficult for us to pull away or to separate and then have a whole new relationship. Not saying that it's impossible, but it makes it challenging. What they're referring to is a soul tie. So you can create soul ties or soul ties can be created um, many different ways and they're not all bad. Um, I'll give you an example. So my mother, um, who is awesome, I've talked about her before. Um, there'll be sometimes, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, how your mother just, have you ever just been going through something and your mom just calls you out the blue and it's just like, how does she know that I needed to hear what she's saying? And it's because of that bond. Um, so there's been times where I've been sad or when I just am doubtful um, in something and she'll call me or she'll text me and she'll say, the Holy Spirit told me to text you and see how you're doing. And that's the bond um, that was created since I was born um, between mother and child. Or there'll be times where I need something, but I don't want to really ask for it. And she'll just give it to me. And again, it's the bond. So I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So when you bond or the the soul tie, you're not just connecting um, two entities. You're not just connecting two souls. It's almost like a portal. Things are coming through and between that that tie. So um, your thoughts and the other person's thoughts are channeling through the feelings, the emotions, wants, desires, all of that can can travel through that tie um which can be a really great thing because you can have um a really strong marriage that way if if you have a soul tie um and without even saying it you can sense what your partner is feeling um that's a beautiful thing so if soul ties um are not bad from from origin. If if God didn't make them, I mean, if God made them, then they have to be good because everything that God creates is good, right? So where, what is all the hoopla? Like, how did soul ties become such a thing that the church is like, oh, you got to watch out for these soul ties? So I'm going to talk about where soul ties can go wrong. And the Holy Spirit Um, Even though there are different types of soul ties, he only gave me 
um, things to talk about under soul ties that are created between um, relationships, that are created in relationships, um, usually through sex. So um, the the main thing that can go wrong uh, in a soul tie between two people is that you can create a soul tie um, that's four layers deep. And a lot of people don't realize this. So I'm going to break it down. And I'm going to try to do this as clear and concise as possible. So you or someone can have a soul tie. So two people can have a soul tie with each other. So I... If I'm using myself as an example, I can have or I can create a soul tie um, with another person, with a with a man, because I'm a woman. So I can create a soul tie with a man uh, through sex. You can also create bonds um, through other means, but the Holy Spirit gave me sex, so that's what I'm going to discuss. So... Um, if I have sex with somebody, I then create a tie between myself and Ralph. I just picked that name. I don't know Ralph, but <laughs> just for um, example and for teaching purposes, I can create a soul tie with Ralph. And now I've then opened myself up to being connected to Ralph's mind, his will, his emotions, his feelings, his thoughts, his desires. So at any given moment, because it's not just a tie, it's not just I am connected to them and I am carrying his soul with me now throughout my life, but it's also a portal. So things are coming through. So at any given moment, I can be exposed to or feel his emotions, feel his thoughts, or think his thoughts, or have the same desires as him. And that can be a great thing. But where things get tricky is when I have an ungodly soul tie. I have a soul tie with someone that God didn't ordain, or I'm creating this soul tie out of wedlock. So God has not Um, given his stamp of approval on this soul tie. So now I've now linked myself to this person, to their will, to their thoughts, to their emotions, and that's flowing through me at any given moment. So if Ralph is sad, I can be sad now. If Ralph is having thoughts of suicide, I can begin to have thoughts of suicide. If Ralph is wanting to do certain things, if he's desiring to start a new business, that's a good thing. I I could then begin to desire to start a new business. But also if Ralph is thinking about doing something that's not so good, I can be exposed to that. I can have those thoughts too. I've now opened that door um, to Ralph, all of him, good or bad, that's now flowing through me, through that tie. So that's the first layer. And when I first 
would hear about soul ties, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that's not that bad, right? Because obviously, if I'm going to have sex with the person, then I hopefully I feel comfortable with that person to an extent. So I should be okay with being connected with them because I'm already connecting myself with them intimately. So to me, it just felt like, well, duh, you know, of course I'd be connected to his soul. What What's the big deal? But the big deal is that sometimes, especially if it's ungodly, I can be connecting myself to ungodly thoughts. I can be connecting myself to ungodly emotions, ungodly will. If I'm having sex with somebody that doesn't necessarily believe what I believe in terms of God, I can begin to, my heart can begin to turn away from God the more that I deal with that person because I've now made myself, join myself with this person. And then another thing that can become tricky is the second layer So not only have I connected myself with this person and his mind, will, and emotions and his thoughts and his desires, I've now connected myself to any unclean spirits that he's unknowingly or knowingly allowed himself to have access to. So I'm going to give you an example. I was dealing with, I had a relationship with a guy. We had um, numerous encounters. (laughs) When I say encounters, I mean sex. So the, the soul tie, that bond, every time you have sex with that same person, you are strengthening that bond. So every time you have sex with someone, you create a bond. But every time you have sex with that same person, you strengthen that bond. So the the bond between me and this individual is very strong to the point where I could feel when he was sad. And so I, there would be times where I would feel sad. I would wake up in the morning and I would feel sad. This is where things get tricky, that second layer. We never talked about it, but he was dealing with... um thoughts or he was dealing with the spirit of depression he was dealing with the spirit of rejection he was dealing with the spirit of self-loathing and and unworthiness so I then began because I allowed myself to come into agreement by having sex with this individual whether I knew he was dealing with it or not that soul tie doesn't care I've now created it given full authorization for now those spirits to come and have an entryway to me. So then I began to deal with it. And I remember waking up in the morning feeling like I didn't want to live, feeling depressed. And that was not my character at all. Like I, when I wake up in the morning, I've always been just like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm up. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. Thankful to be alive, just grateful. But when I was dealing with this person, I didn't feel that way. It was very much just, I did not want to be alive, dealing with serious depression, dealing with serious um, self-loathing, just hating everything about me, not feeling good enough, wondering why I'm second-guessing everything about me and why I was the way that God created me. Not knowing that it wasn't me, 
it was the the thoughts and the minds, the will, the emotion of my partner, the person that I was dealing with. So the first layer was just me opening myself up to that person. But then the second layer was me opening myself up to the spirits that he, he didn't even... I don't even know if he was able to verbalize it. We never talked about it. But these were things that he had been dealing with since things that happened in his childhood, generational things that have happened since his childhood that opened the doorway to these spirits that now had access to me. So I, we um, ended up, taking a break or we ended up I don't I don't really know what you would call it but we stopped dealing with each other for a while and because I I had a soul tie with him it was not easy for me to we broke up we stopped dealing with each other but I couldn't just walk away it was like I would try to talk to somebody new I met some really great guys um but it was just like I was always comparing myself not comparing myself I was always comparing them to my ex I was always they you know I'm like oh well they're not like him they don't do it like this they you know he would do this they're to this he's like that it didn't dawn on me I just thought that I couldn't because prior to this person I never had that strong of a hold like I never when I was in a relationship you know it was never that that strong. So I didn't really understand. I thought that the reason why I couldn't get over this person was because we were meant to be. I was just like, well, there, there, there's something about us because we keep coming back. Not knowing that there really wasn't anything about us. We just had a really, <laughs> a really strong soul tie um, that needed to be broken. I could not just easily walk away from him because I had already joined my soul so heavily to his soul. So no God was going to compare to that because he was with me. I was carrying him with me, whether I knew it or not. Yeah, we're not dealing with each other. I'm not talking to him. I haven't talked to him in so many months, but he's with me. His thoughts, those thoughts can transcend space and time. So even though I'm not talking to him, I can still, I could still sense and, and think what he was thinking. I could still feel what he was feeling. I was still desiring the things that he was desiring, whether I had contact with him or not, whether I was talking to him or not, that soul tie was still there. So I then, listening to my friends at the time, because I didn't have the foundation with God that I have now, I sought the counsel of my friends, (laughs) and um, they suggested that I date somebody new, and they were like, you just need to go outside the box, try somebody that's not your quote unquote type and, you know, you'll get over him. Find somebody that's not like your ex and you'll get over him. So that's what I tried to do. And before I go into the next part, I just want to back up and say that with my ex, um, things had turned abusive. So there were parts of our relationship that were abusive. There were things that happened um, that were abusive. The way that we handled each other was abusive. And um, it it was not healthy. It was not toxic. It turned really, really 
ugly at the end, very controlling, um, very just abusive. So, and manipulative. So, um, I said that so that you have a, a prerequisite or um, to preface this next part. So I I sought somebody nif- different, and he was. He was so much different than the, my ex. He was so, 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 so much different, just different in every way. He was also different from me in every way. We were like oil and water. He was just so different. And so I was like, okay, this is it. This is what I needed. So... Because I was trying, I was trying to fix myself. I was trying to fix the situation. I was trying to handle something spiritual in the natural, trying to fix it in the natural, what was only occurring in the spiritual. I was just like, I'm going to go all in. So our relationship went to zero to 60 real fast. There were, there were things that I had exposed myself to. There were things that I allowed him to have access to that I shouldn't have because I didn't really know him. We we weren't really dealing with each other. We weren't really dating that long before things started to, to turn up, before things got crazy. So <clears throat> needless to say, that relationship turned abusive quick, v- very, very quick, um, to the point of where I was scared for my life. And, um, I was scared for my life. I felt like I was, there were times where like I would wake up and feel like, I don't, I don't know if it was anxiety, but I just felt like I was being smothered. I I couldn't catch my breath. I just felt like I was being smothered. Like I couldn't breathe. It was just very, very controlling, very, very abusive. Just, I was scared. And I really felt like he was crazy. Um, And I don't want to use that term um, to bash him. I just feel like certain people should not be together. And it definitely was not God for us to be together. And it just, the relationship was not a good thing. And I remember trying to in the relationship and he was like no you're not leaving me matter of fact I'm about to come out there and see you because you're not leaving me and I was scared for my life <laughs> so I had to hide because he knew where I lived which was silly because um, I didn't know him that long for him to know where I lived because I was living by myself and I had to stay with a friend because I didn't know what he was going to do I didn't I didn't know. So I ended up changing my number. Um and we fell out of contact. So God separated that situation. Um and he protected me. And I think that was the first time in a long time that I had prayed. Um because I I really was I was scared for my life. So I was reflecting one day and I was just like how how does this keep happening like why do I keep finding these guys and it the relationship goes left like how 
like all the way left. Like, how does this the same thing with somebody who I thought was so different than the last person? Like, how does the same thing happen? Like, is it me? Like, what what am I doing to attract these people? And so this is the third layer. So when you have an ungodly soul tie with someone, you're not just attached to that person now. You're then attached to the spirits that they've allowed access to. But because you've had sex um, outside the will of God, so you had sex and you're not married, you've then attached, you both have attached yourselves to the spirit of lust. Now, a lot of times people talk about lust as a noun. Like, oh, you know, you're in lust or that's lust. But lust is a spirit and it's a very ugly, insatiable spirit. It just comes to devour. It's not satisfied ever. And a lot of times people talk about lust as um, something that's sexually related, but lust covers everything. It's just in any area of life, you're not satisfied. Um, Not you're not satisfied, but in any area of life, it could not be satisfied and it'll just keep going and going. Nothing is enough. It just it has to just consume every part of you, whatever it is. Um, You can lust for money. You can lust for attention. You can lust for um, uh, approval. You can lust. You can lust for anything. Lust has it has no. uh, what's what I'm looking for? It has no, it's not choosy. It, it doesn't matter. You can lust for anything. So you've now connected yourself to the spirit of lust. Now, the thing about unclean spirits is that they do not come by themselves. So when you open the door or when someone opens the door to an unclean spirit, they don't come by themselves because their idea their their ideal role is to come to occupy and to create a stronghold so that they don't ever have to leave and that they can stay so when they come they're coming to camp they're not coming to stop stop by for a visit they are coming to camp and to stay so you open the door to lust and that lustful spirit now has an entryway, but it's just not coming by itself. It can bring any unclean spirit with it. It can bring bitterness. It can bring rebellion. It can bring strife. It can bring retaliation, accusation, rejection, insecurity, jealousy, withdrawal, it, any, any unclean spirit. It can bring with them. So going back to... Um, my situation, the reason why I kept having the same end result in relationships is because I had originated a soul tie with lust. That lustful spirit didn't just come by itself. It brought the spirit of control, which is what abuse is, um, is linked to. So it brought the spirit of control with it. So I had joined myself with the spirit of control. So it didn't matter who it was. He could have been famous. He could have been a man underneath the street. It didn't matter how different he appeared to be. The end result was always going to be an abuseful situation because I had joined myself 
through the relations with my ex, I had joined myself (laughs) to lust. And I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the term is called familiar spirits. So you are dealing with someone and they have a, a familiar spirit. And then you keep attracting that same spirit in someone else. It's the same concept. If you've ever been in a relationship or a serious relationships and you're asking yourself, like, why do they all end the same? Why does the same thing happen? Why am I always getting cheated on? Why am I always getting um, in an abusive situation? Why am I always getting um, Indian court orders or like, you know, like whatever? Why is it always ending the same? Why am I always being left out? Why, why, why? It's because more than likely, not only have you created a soul tie with that person, not only have you created a soul tie with that person's unclean spirits, but you've also created a soul tie with that familiar spirit, with that spirit that lust has brought in with it to create a stronghold. So it doesn't matter who you have or who, what relationships you encounter afterwards, you're still going to have that tie to whatever that stronghold is, to whatever that spirit that lust has brought through. So if I, well, not if I, I did, I had tied myself to lust. Lust had brought in the spirit of control on top of all the other spirits that my ex was dealing with. And then any generational curses i had i had not opened myself up to any generational curses in that person's bloodline and my ex's bloodline i now joined myself with i now became one with so i understand now why the holy spirit wanted me to talk about this because it's way deeper than you just combining or joining your spirit with someone else it can be detrimental to your bloodline, to your livelihood, to your future, to your destiny, to your purpose, if you have an ungodly soul tie. And the devil is not foolish. If you have an ungodly soul tie, more than likely, he's going to try to enter that situation. He's going to try to enter that relationship somehow, some way, any type of doorway that you leave open. He only needs a foothold and he will bring any unclean spirit with him. And you have a, a, allowed him a legal authority to do so if you have an un, ungodly soul tie. So um, I hope that I made that clear. Um, But just to recap, just so um, we're all on the same page, hopefully. If two people are together and they're not married, um, so they have created a a soul tie, um, they're in a relationship, they're not in a relationship, not judging. They've created a soul tie that is outside the will of God, so they're not married when they create that soul tie through sex, they have not only tied themselves to that person, that person's mind, will, and emotions and their thoughts. They've also tied themselves to any unclean spirit. So that could be anger. If you've been dealing with somebody or if you've been in a relationship and you wonder why you're so angry now or why you're so um bitter now 
or why you're so sensitive now, you might want to check your partner because even though they don't tell you because they may not know, but any unclean spirit that they have allowed access to and you don't have to necessarily knowingly allow access to a spirit. Some unclean spirits come through a bloodline. So this could have entered through their parents. This could have entered through something that happened in their childhood. But you've now joined yourself to that. And those spirits have access to you now. On top of the fact that you now have joined completely, not completely, but you have joined yourself to lust. And that lust can manifest a thousand different ways. You could be lustful with your job, like with money, constantly, like you're serving mammon at this point, just no no amount of money is enough and you're willing to do anything for money. You could join yourself um, with lust sexually. So maybe you're battling an addiction to pornography, porno- pornography or to uh, masturbation or any type of um, sexual perversion. It doesn't matter. You've now joined yourself. That spirit of lust now has a legal right because you've allowed yourself to be connected to that spirit. And any spirit that lust decides to bring in as a stronghold now has access to. So in my situation, it was control. So control had a right to be there. I had allowed it to be there. And it had an access to me to be not only in that relationship with my ex, but in any other relationship until that original soul tie was severed, it had a right to be there. And then I also could have been linked to any generational curses with my ex, which it could have been a number. There are a number of unclean spirits. So I didn't say this to scare you. I don't believe the Holy Spirit gave me this to to scare anybody, but just to break down just how... Um, serious soul ties are and how much they can um just the level and to the degree of the the tie because a lot of times like I said I've only heard people talk about how it ties you to one other person but it ties you to not only that person but to any other spirit that's connected to them oh and I know that some people have said that, but said this, but it can also tie you to any spirits that that person had a soul tie with. So if my ex had sex before me, which he did, then any spirits that he was tied to, I'm now tied to. So if the woman that he was dealing with before me was battling um, a perversion, a, um, a sexual perversion, or was battling with, uh, I don't know, a spirit of witchcraft, um, a, a spirit of strife, I now have allowed that to have access to me. So I hope I made that clear. I hope that this gave a new revelation to soul ties. And if you are identifying with this, if this is resonating with you in any way, and you're like, oh my goodness, I realize now that this is why 
X, Y, Z keeps happening. Or this is why it just seems like I cannot get away from my ex. It's just like, he's always here. I tried to, <laughs> I moved to a different state and I still feel connected to him. I still feel like he's always going to be a part of my life. Um, there are resources. Um, I've used books that I'd be willing to share with you. Um, I know of some really good sermons also that are available on YouTube. So if you want that information, you can email me. Um, or if you just want prayer, if you want me to pray for you, I'd be more than willing to do that also. My email is J-U-S-J, so just J, 9999 at gmail.com. And I want to thank you for listening. I do not know the next time that I'll be on um, because it's the holiday season and it's crazy. But I hope that until the next time that God watches over you, that he keeps you, that you have a blessed holiday season, a safe holiday season. And until the next time, take care. Thank you for listening. Bye.